So I'm here with my friends James and Jen, and in case you don't remember who they are, here's a little video clip to just remind you. I lived up on uh, Granite Hill. I walked in every day, three, four times a day to find my fix, to go to the food pantry downtown to get something to eat. That's just how my life went for about three years. Living in my car was rough. You don't sleep, you don't sleep at night. You, you'll doze off and wake up for every little noise because you don't know who's around you. You don't know, even if at the, even at the rest area, they get rough. You can hear people because you're not the only homeless person living there. I was, my health was failing. My legs were so swollen, I could barely move around. So you can get away with that for only a certain amount of time. So that's James and Jen. They are former residents of the Gospel Rescue Mission. They're graduates. They have uh, continued to do well, and uh, we are often asked, sure, they do really good while, you, while they're there, but what do they do? How well do they do after they leave? And all that stuff. And I thought, well, I can answer the question, or you guys can answer the question. How are you guys doing? Doing very awesome. Very awesome. Really you? good and blessed. Yeah? Describe very awesome. Tell me, tell me what's going on in your life. Um, clean and sober, uh, full-time job, got a vehicle, got a beautiful house. Um, I got great friends and family. Um, pretty blessed for that. That's pretty awesome. How long have you been clean and sober? I've been clean and sober uh, 37 months. Right. You know what? I can't wait until it's been so long you can't even remember. I'm waiting for that moment, too. That's awesome. That's awesome. And uh, now you have uh, left the mission's Hope House, uh, transitional home, gotten into your own place. Uh, You roomed up. You got into, what, a three-bedroom house? Yeah, we got um, a 2,000-square-foot home. it's on 138 acres, um, and I've got two former residents living with me right now, and we get along fabulous. That's great. That's that's great. And we, we got to go to the housewarming party, and it was lots of fun, and, and you guys, I think all of our staff was kind of envious of the location. You know, I mean, you're just beautiful out there in the Applegate. You're, fan, you're doing fantastic. Your roomies are all doing good. All kind of helping each other stay accountable and just enjoying each other's company still because you're all good friends, right? Oh yeah, um, it was a huge transition. Um, we um, we were expecting uh, something a little smaller because it's hard to find houses around Grants Pass. But thanks by the grace and um, love from Big Jeff, um, he found us a beautiful home out in Applegate. Awesome, that's fantastic, man. And and so and Jen, you also have done really good. You you came to the mission uh, not really dealing with a sobriety issue as, mm-hmm. as much. You've been just pretty much clean and sober yeah. your whole life. <coughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just bad choices leading me being homeless in my car okay. off and on yeah. for quite a while. And and now you, when you left, you, you had been staying at Faith House, and mm-hmm. now... You've graduated out and, and bought you, a house. And you and another mission resident mm-hmm. bought a Our house. Our own house. Man, that's amazing. It's tell, a blessing. Tell everybody about that. 
the buying the house or sure, the sure. whole thing? Any of it, yeah. Well, we were looking, you know, we were all planning on renting, but then I really don't want to rent because it's still living under somebody else's authority of them telling you what you can do, who you can have over, how many much time somebody can spend in your house. Right. So me and a former resident, Kim, decided to say, hey, let, maybe we could buy a house and e- be equal on there Yeah. and stuff. So we, Shauna got us in touch with a... a realtor? Yeah, not a realtor, the, the loan people. Oh, okay. The uh-huh. loan guy. And, uh-huh. and we were struggling with that, and, and then we weren't really qualified for a lot, so then we couldn't really find something with what they were telling us we needed. So we got, I got discouraged, and then when Monica came on as the coordinator, coordinator yeah. she said, don't get discouraged. God has something for you. Because we looked at so many houses. and I remember you guys <coughs> were just looking. Some looking. we really liked, but we got outbid on yeah. some of them, and some I didn't like at all. Yeah. It, and Kim kind of liked, but we wanted to, both of us to like the house. Yeah. Then you came along and said that the pastor from... First Christian was selling his house, and for me to get in touch with him, and I did. Yeah. And that's the house we got. Yeah, that's that's just an amazing thing. When it's the Christian community comes together and, and does good things, mm-hmm. you know, um, the uh, former pastor of First Christian Church uh, was moving and uh, just decided not really to worry about uh, market value of mm-hmm. the house, but just wanted to get a, what he thought was a fair price out of it, right. and uh, which worked really, really good for you guys, too, because it was a really fair price. It was fair and to you guys. And he's the one that baptized Kim. And he was the pastor so that baptized amazing. your roommate, Kim. Yeah. You know, again, when, when the church comes together and when when it's doing good things, everybody gets blessed. It's like this just, just a little explosion of amazing stuff that happens. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys both uh, working full-time. Well, you have two part-time jobs that probably equal at least a full-time job. It equals job. a full-time job. And you work full-time. You work... At I know, but people who are watching probably won't know. Um, I'm the general manager for the Rock Food Pantry and also the manager for the Backdoor Bargains. Uh, it's across the street. Okay, and then you are? Part-time at the Rock uh-huh. as the data manager and then at Booth part-time. Okay. Doing whatever kind of Booth Street Thrift to. Store there. Booth okay. Street Thrift Store, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's been a well, blessing. You guys are you guys are amazing. And, and when we tell people in the community that somebody – uh, from the mission is a good choice to hire and stuff. I mean, we we really believe that so, and we believe it so much that well, we'd hire you. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. we, we're not we're not. Uh, I mean, we've got several staff members that um, that came through our mission program and and have done really good. Um, and you guys are you know also those kinds of folks. Um, well, golly, you're independent now. I mean, tell me. Tell me the things. Tell me some of the things that that uh, have have been struggles in that process of, of independence. It's stuff that you know. I mean, obviously, you, you, there's things that you, maybe you feel comfortable sharing. Stuff that you might not. But um, what what are some of the struggles of being independent? I think with rooming with somebody, because <clears throat> you know you're all in a structured thing at the mission, uh-huh. even at Faith House. Mm-hmm. So it's not like being out on your own trying to room with somebody because you have to be flexible when you're out on your own because the other part, when you're living at these places, we're structured. We all have the same routine. Mm -hmm. But being out on your own, you both have different routines, different way of doing things, and so you have to take into 
that and be gracious with each other, which sometimes it's hard, and you fight over dumb stuff or you get mad over silly things because it's not your way. Because That never to, happens in my <clears throat> relationship with my wife. Never, ever, I, I understand. Ever, for the record. Okay, yeah. yeah. But it's just... <laughs> It's just because we're we're different. We have to realize that we're different. Mm-hmm. But the mission is a structure, so we all are on the same page. When you're out on your own, you're not on the same page. Yeah, and, and you have different. somebody to somebody who's kind of like the arbiter of of uh, the things that you're doing. So you have like an, an authority that you can appeal to. <laughs> you have an authority that you can appeal to 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 help kind of settle disputes mm-hmm. and disagreements, right? But when you're in a house together and you're to both your equal own. authority and on it's everything, kind of different, huh? Yes. Yeah, that's a, that's so, a something. That's so, hard like, to plan when for. you moved in with your roommates, did you guys have set rules or did you guys just like move in with no rules at all? Or well, when like, we when we originally um, moved into the house out there, um, we were trying to get ourselves out of the structured living like being able to like living in the mission you walk in you do the same routine every day Mm -hmm. um you get up you go to breakfast you go to chapel um at the house uh we get up um we start a fire um we cook breakfast we make coffee um we go out on our deck drink some coffee um we just every day we try to do a different structure you know, okay. like okay. one one guy will sweep them off the floors. The other guy bring in firewood, or another guy chop some wood. Um, we just we just make it a routine, you know, to yeah. get out of that that set mindset of when we were structurally in the mission. You know, so it's it's funny what you do is you're just swapping the mm-hmm. mission routines for new routines, but mm-hmm. they're yours, right? Yeah, yeah. So so yeah, <clears throat> you don't get in trouble if you don't wake up at five thirty and check in or right. or whatever. So you can wake up. But do your own thing yeah. at your own time, at your own leisure. But then you can't say this person, oh, they're not doing the same thing. You have to say, because they're on their own time. They're on their own mm-hmm. independent mm-hmm. clock or whatever you call it. Yeah, yeah. It's, right. it's a challenge, isn't it? I mean, it it's, it's, it's a challenge, but it's also, you know, with freedom, you still have mm-hmm. responsibility. Right. Oh, yeah. still have, you still have things that you yeah. have to be committed to. And you have freedom, but you're not just free to do anything. Right. I mean, you still have to think about that you live with other, other people other and how, how you, you impact still have other maintain people. that respectful yeah. thing that that's what you guys went into it for because you guys cared about each other and liked each other and yeah. say, oh, we'll get along great. This will be a great thing yeah. and stuff. So you still have to be gracious to each other because we all have flaws. We're yeah. all broken yeah. and stuff, so we can't fight with each other because we're living under the same roof now. Right. There's nobody to moderate that fight. Right. But us. Yeah. No, that's right. Well, that's, that's, that's right. That's, you know, I mean, part of that, part of that, um, getting your own home and part of the, the, the thing about homefulness is learning that sometimes a delicate balance of, Mm -hmm. of, um, of earning each other's trust, of mm-hmm. of um, of being kind to one another, of get you know putting out effort when it's not always convenient, Th- those kinds of things that all are part of what makes home good, right? right. You know, and and uh, and you're in the process of developing that even now, you know, and in some way, and we're always nurturing. I'm always nurturing that in my home, you know. Is is how do I do that well, mm-hmm. and and um, and that's a process. It just takes time. Right. I don't think that we would have been able to do it without the mission. 
Yeah. If that makes sense, because they gave us the structure to build from that foundation. Yeah. And stuff because we're, we were homeless for a reason. Something we were doing in our lives wasn't working to lead us to that. Okay. So I think with the mission and us having to do the routines that become annoying after a while, after the six months, ah, why am I still here? And right. I'm tired of getting up at 530 and checking in and mm-hmm. doing all these rules. But it then allows you, when you do leave and get on your, on your own, you still have that foundation of, oh, okay, this is what I have to do. I have to get up in the morning. I have to go to work. Yep. I have to go do this. I have to take care of myself. Yep. You know, so I have to clean my house. I have, you know, all those things that we did at the mission, we're still continuing to do. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's, oh, yes. that's the thing. When, I, when we hear people talking about the mission, a lot of times you hear people, they're very they're very focused on the fact that we have rules. They're very concerned about, you know, are our rules appropriate and do we have too many and, and, and that kind of stuff. But when, at the end of the day, and I, I try and tell them, you know, they're the same rules that every person who does life mm-hmm. right, they do them all the time. They just don't call them rules. They're, mm-hmm. But that's what they are. They're, they're, they're rules. They're, they're things that they do in their own life, and it's part of what makes life well. And they don't feel like, oh, man, they, I got all these rules to do. They just know, hey, um, you know, I'm getting up a little bit before my wife. I'll make her some coffee, mm-hmm. you know, not just coffee for myself. I'm making a meal. I don't just make it for myself, right. but I make it for everybody. Mm-hmm. Boy, we've got a we we made a big mess in the kitchen. I'm going to pitch in to to clean up and 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 we don't sit there and think about we don't let ourselves think, well, yeah, I'm just sitting here on the couch and it's really comfortable right now, so I'll leave it to somebody else. And right. we don't sit there and count, well, I did my part, now you got to do your part. Everybody just pitches in 100%. Because if you start doing that tit for tat, well, I did it this time, it's your turn. Right. Then nothing will probably get done because that person might not think it's their turn or whatever. So you just do it. Mm -hmm. Like if I cook dinner, Kim will clean up. Mm -hmm. If Kim cooks, I'll clean up. Mm -hmm. Or we'll do it together and stuff. So it just works like that in the and house. you just don't sit and count it. You're not keeping no, a record of it. No, we never keep do, record of that. Because right. if you keep I record, mean, you're always going to be miserable. Right. Why keep records? Well, see, that's like us three guys <clears> out there. I mean, one cooks. Um, it doesn't matter who cooks or who cleans. We all we all make it a third, you know. Yeah. That's our goal in that house is thirds. Everybody's got to do their third, you know. Mm-hmm. One, one person comes in, cleans all the dishes. Next one loads the dishwasher. Um, we just we make it a routine, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Everything has got to be done in a in a whole. Not so, so what do you do if somebody gets sick? Um, we cover them, right? You know. So and then all of a sudden, thirds don't matter anymore, do right? They? Yeah. I mean, it's like like with Mike. You know, Mike's having a lot of problems with his feet. Okay. You know, so we'll always be checking up on Mike. How you doing? How you doing? Okay. Hey, I I got the dishes. Um, appreciate you doing the floors. You know, we're constantly looking out over each other making sure we're all doing doing the routine right but right. a different routine see one of the things that i i think it, that makes family work that makes all good relationships work is when is when we you know we typically look and go well i'm going to do my part but but then what happens is is that there's moments in life where you know somebody can't and we don't think about then a transaction where they didn't do their part. Right. Everybody just gives 100%. Mm-hmm. We're always giving 100%. So I'll do it all if necessary. And it doesn't matter. I don't, I don't care. I'm not mm-hmm. counting. I'll do everything. But when you're with 
when, when your family and everybody in the family comes to the table thinking that way, then everybody gives 100%. Then it's mm-hmm. almost, then it makes the work go easy. Then we're enjoying each other for helping and we're appreciative of everybody else because I was willing to do it all. And, and so, but somebody came up and did a third, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever and did But their, isn't did that like point. giving your family grace because it is. They, you one might be tired more than 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 th- that day. Yeah. So we'll say, okay, you're cooking, and then you expect them to come clean, and they don't. So you do it without complaining because maybe they're tired. Maybe they had a hard exactly. rough day. So you just give that loving grace to each other. That. And I think that's what it. the mission was teaching us too, is to give grace and love to each other like Jesus would want us mm-hmm. to, because if we're constantly, well, I did it this time. Is your that's not loving. That's not kind. Yeah. And stuff. It's not. It's that's like. Right. Do your part and and be gracious to the next person in the family. Yep. And and we're all family. Right. And yep. stuff. And so if somebody doesn't do something in the house, we're not going to get mad. Right. And you're just going to do it because it's going to have to get done either way. <clears throat> yep. Exactly. Exactly right. Well. Exactly. You know, and that's that's what makes that's what makes mission residents. I think when when they catch on to that, that's what makes mm-hmm. them good roommates. Right. That's what makes them great employees. That's what makes yep. them good friends. That's what, you know, because what we're doing is we're just being reintroduced into what it means to love other people and to consider other people more important than ourselves and to just, to just be good hard workers. It is, it is the outflow of the gospel, which is what we just continuously do. Mm-hmm. And what happens is the gospel changes us. It, it, it changes who we are and how we think. Well, um, so... Let's imagine that there's maybe maybe somebody who's watching this, um, who's who's considering coming into the mission. Okay, and and um, you know you guys both you know have have come into the mission, and uh, you remember you know you both have different experiences about maybe what it was like coming into the mission, um, but imagine that that. There's somebody watching this that's going, man, I'm thinking about it, but I don't know. You know, there's a, you know, I hear all about the rules mm-hmm. or I hear all about what, whatever, or I'm just not sure. I'm just scared. Um, you know, is there anything you, either one of you would say yes. to that person? What would you say? You will be scared coming. Yeah. I was scared coming in. Yeah. I was sad. I was scared because I had let my life get the way it was. Right. But at the end of the day, you have to say, do you want it to continue like that? Or do you want to have something at the end of the day? Do you want to feel safe? Do you want to be fed? Do you want to be clean? Mm-hmm. You know, and I and I appreciate the rules that they did have that you can't smoke, you can't drink. Even though I'm not an addict or had any mm-hmm. of that struggle, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want someone coming in smelling like smoke because I don't like that smell. Mm-hmm. And I could, and if that's your struggle, of course you wouldn't want to be around other people that are struggling. Mm-hmm. I think you guys would have that in common, and then you guys can talk about that. And you find like a sisterhood or a brotherhood in that mm-hmm. and encouragement in that, that. Well, this person's been clean five months mm-hmm. or this person just could be coming clean yep. and stuff. And, and you wouldn't want to be around that because that would be, I think, harder yeah. to let it go and stuff. So I encourage anybody that wants to come to come. Yeah. And so get off the streets. It's cold outside. It's My miserable goodness. outside. Yeah. And that's what made me finally decide to go check back in. Because I didn't want to keep being dirty and seeking where to find a shower. I didn't want to keep going to the store and eating a sandwich or not eating at all or waiting for Sunday when they came feed us at the park and all stuff. Right. And I didn't want to be cold all the time or be up all night because there's noises and I'm not, I don't feel as safe. Because it's not safe. It's not safe to be sleeping in your car 
or even those people that don't have a car and they're just sleeping on the street. I've done that too. And it's not safe. You can't just have a full-on sleep. You can't just get that good sleep because you have to listen. There's just no rest. There's you no always rest. got one eye open. Even during the day, you have one eye open because when I was homeless, the police would come bother you. Sure. Because they would say, you can't sleep in the park. You right. can sit in your car, but I can't be asleep. You can't be covered up and stuff. So it wasn't restful any time you were getting sporadic sleep. Right. And you always felt tired. Right. And you're always feeling dirty, searching for a place to go to the bathroom. And when COVID hit, all the bathrooms were closer. Where were we going to the bathroom? We'd have to take wow. what little money we had to go to a hotel to shower and get maybe a good day of rest. Right. And stuff. It just wasn't, it was not What a fun. hard life. What a, what a hard way to, to do. How was it for you, James? Me, um, it was a struggle. Yeah. Um, I mean, coming in, I, I remember when we talked about you coming in and you were really nervous about Oh, I was a wreck when I came in here. Um, I, um, I wasn't ready to uh, give up my addiction. Yeah. Um, I think you were high the day that I brought Oh, I walk, when I walked in and you looked at me and you're like, James, let's take a walk. Yeah. You know, I, I, knew, I knew there was something that needed to be changed. Yeah. Um, you're like, you know, you, you knew I was loaded. I knew I was loaded. Um, I knew I needed a new lifestyle. Yeah. Um, I couldn't continue to jump your fence, sleep underneath your awning, um, jump the fence, go to the store to get loaded. Um, I knew eventually I would have been caught and I did. Um, I think that was probably the, probably I was at my peak. I, I was ready. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't handle the railroad tracks no more. Uh, stage two athlete's foot. Um, almost had to have my feet lanced. Um, and I just, I didn't know how to shut my addiction off because it was the only way I knew how to stuff my feelings. Right. You know, I didn't want people to see me, you know. I just wanted to see that glow like, hey, you're a happy guy. But inside, you I, was, I wasn't happy. No. I wasn't happy at all, you know. I just, I put on that facade to... Yeah, you know, I'm doing well. Right. But deep fake. down inside, I'm all loaded, and I'm just like, man, what am I doing? What am I doing? Why am I doing this, you know? Yeah, um, yeah um, for those out there listening, um, you know, you just got to step up. You got um, to make that initial step. Yeah. If you want it, you got to take it. Um, nobody else can make you do this. You just got to humble yourself. You got to pick up your head. You got to be positive. Uh, be assertive with yourself because you're the only one who can do it. And you've yeah. got to know that it's an illusion out there. It's not, those aren't your friends because when you, when you don't have nothing to give them, where are they going to be? Yeah. They're not your friends. Yeah. Boy, you know, I, I, I have I, I've battled with that in conversation with people all the time when I, I tell them, you know, the, the, the people on, there is, when they talk about the homeless community, and I'm like, there's no community there. There's, there's no, it's, it's not community. It's, it's people, it's, it's ticks feeding off of each other. You know, it's, it's people, they're just trying to survive and they're just trying to drain each other's blood. And, and there's no way neither, none of them have anything good to offer each other, but tears and, and, you know, and, and the, the occasional, sharing of something that they stole or was given to them or yeah. or that you know whatever uh that you know they bought with what very little meager uh resources they may have had um been there done it oh yeah. 
You know, it's like I come in every morning. Um, I get to work about between 6, 6 and 6.15 every morning. And I come by Riverside Park, and it's sad. Oh. You know, every time I drive by there, I see myself. Yeah. Um, I, I never went to them extremes to be in town to expose myself. But just seeing them, you know, it just it, it makes me it makes me kind of like fall over a little bit because it's it's sad, you know. You know, I think I think everybody that sees it feels that way. I mean, I think that's mm-hmm. a, and and I think that that's a right and and natural response to look and and see people living beneath their dignity to to look at them and see you know what what has become of them and, and, um, and to, you know, I think we all know in our hearts, they're not made for that. There's got to be something better. better. And they may need to be forced into the direction, mm-hmm. but, but something's got to be done to save, to save this and to stop them from living this way. Um, the question's just always kind of, well, what's the right answer? And and I know I know there's always people that want to start, you know, um, you know, tent camps and and all this stuff. And and uh, boy, we've seen so many people that have come in out of a tent camp who tell us stories about how horrifying it was. I would you think know. it would be scary to live in a tent camp with other people yeah. that are in because I'm not in addiction, like you said. I'm not. I, that's not what led me to homelessness, but. There might be somebody who's like me, just homeless for bad choices, yep. living in a tent camp where people are high and drunk. and right. That's not safe. No. That's why I see a lot of people with dogs, because that dog is kind of a comfort and protection. A little bit of protection, yeah. You protection. look at how many of them are just carrying big weapons, you know, mm-hmm. knives oh, and, yeah, and guns machetes and whatnot. And yeah, lots of machetes yeah. and stuff, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, and, and it's just this terror, you know, this terror defense um, that— in the end, you know, isn't isn't fair to the dog, isn't fair to the person. Why should a person have to live like that, yeah. you know? And they don't. They don't have to live but like that. But they're choosing to because they had that illusion of when you're high and drunk, you're going to feel good. Yeah. Like James yeah. said he felt like he was happy all the time. Oh, yeah. And so that's an illusion. You're not happy because when that wears off, you're still faced with the reality of I'm in a tent or I'm sitting outside Freezing. or I'm in my car. Yeah. It's all the same whether you're outside in a car or in a tent. You're all homeless. Yeah. There's no comfortability in that. Golly. I stayed, I was homeless for so long. I got wounds on my legs and yeah. was going to wound care all the time because my legs were leaking. Half the population that are homeless are probably so unhealthy. Yeah. Walking with canes or walkers or yeah. pushing. Why do we collect things when we're homeless? Pushing baskets around with mountains of stuff. Like, mountains I don't, of stuff. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm I'm one of them. I didn't push. My car was full of stuff. I'm like, for what? We're home. We have nowhere to put it. From I think, what? I think that I think that it's this um, this just this sense of. Um, Something in the world is mine. Yeah. Yep. You know, everything's being taken from me. I uh, you know, I have no control over most of my life, but I can protect this, you know, two by four uh, spot that is this cart that I'm pushing. But that, isn't that like a lie that we tell ourselves? I don't have control over my life. You do. You have a choice. You have a choice. You're making that choice not to have control over your life. That's right. Exactly. You're, so that's I a choice. Right. I think you're right. You know, we it, chose not to go to the mission when. 
we first became homeless. Yeah. We had heard such stuff about it. Yeah. But then oh, we yeah. went and we went and it wasn't that bad. It is hard. Yeah. But life is hard. Yeah. I'd rather be hard at the mission than hard outside and somebody kill me out there. Or well, so, so let me ask you this. <clears throat> you guys have your own places now. Mm-hmm. You, 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 by your own admission, you guys have your own sets of rules now mm-hmm. that, that, you, that you follow and walk by. They're probably not that different from the rules of the mission. Um, is life harder now than it was when you were homeless, or is it easier? It's a different kind of hard. It's okay. a different kind of hard. Okay. Um, I, you, have, you have priorities now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you, um, you have bills that come in. Yeah. You know, yeah. and... That's that's what's so humbling to me, you know. Um, it took me a lot of years to get myself out of debt. Yeah. Um, and um, now today, it's like it's it's a cultural shock. It's like I can open up my bank account and I can see money in my bank account, um, and it's it's humbling yeah. just to know that you did it. Yeah. You know. Um, you just, you've got to step by step, you know, you can't just jump into it. You have to work your way into it. So, so it's a different kind of hard and you could still make the choice to go back to being homeless and take that kind of hard. What's, this is a better kind of hard? It's a blessing. Yeah. Blessing kind of hard, if that makes sense. Okay. As far as like, I pull up to the house, I sit in my car and I say, thank you God for this house. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to do it without you, and that's the truth. Yeah, that's right. Thank I say the for, same. Thank I say you. The same I thing. got up this morning. I'm like, I have to go to work today. I hadn't been able to say that, you know, for a long time because huh. I was on SSI. That SSI check would not have afforded me a house that's right. at all. That's right. I wouldn't have been able to pay any bills off of that. That's right. So I'm like, thank you for these jobs I have yeah. to afford this house that you granted me. Yeah. So it is a different kind of hard when you're tired and you just want to sit around on the couch. Sure. And, so it, you, you prioritize <laughs> yeah. and you push yourself because yeah. you know it's worth it. It's yeah. worth not being homeless. Ooh, Boston, Boston, turn off his phone. It's not my phone. That's my phone. That's James's phone. Boston, turn off his phone. <laughs> live on Mission Live. <laughs> so, well, at least it was a... Catchy little jingle. I like that. Right. So it sounds like Tinkerbell in the background or something. That's kind of cool. But like, it, it is a different kind of hard, but you have to tell yourself it's worth it. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have this type of hard yep. than the hard outside where I was cold and That's hungry. That's what I was. And about. not having no shower and having wounds on my legs. And I'd rather this yeah. versus that. I, yeah. think, I think the average homeless person might say, I would rather that too, mm-hmm. but I'm just not sure if the mission can get me there, or I'm not sure if I'm capable of getting, becoming what you guys have become. Everybody has the, uh, the um, I don't know the word, the word I was looking for, the, the opportunity or yeah. the drive in them. Okay. I think God put in all of us to for a purpose. He created us all for a purpose. His purpose is different from mine and, and yours. Yeah. So we all have that instilled in us to do better. Uh-huh. I don't think people wake up, oh, I'm going to be homeless today. Sure. But once I think you get to that point where you are homeless, it's like a downward spiral. You don't know where to go. I yeah. never expected to be homeless in my car for nine months. Yeah. Eight months. I didn't expect to be at the mission as long as they did. Yeah. But God moved me there for a reason. Yeah. 
placed me there for as long as I did because I needed to learn things mm-hmm. to 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 not be homeless ever again, right? And to prioritize and and to seek Him instead of other things, yeah. And to be grateful for the things that I do have. But I don't think we all we those, the people that are homeless wake up and say, "I think I'll be homeless today." Right. But once you you are homeless, it's so hard to get out of. Yeah. Especially if you're staying on the streets. Because it, it's yeah. in, it, it's stuck in your brain. Yeah. You know, um, I I remember I can't remember going back when I actually first became homeless here. It was a, was it a shock when you became homeless? I was scared. You? you it know, was a shock um, that I was I didn't, homeless. I had nowhere to go. I didn't mm-hmm. know who to look for. Um, I had no means of um, work. I had no money. Um, I had no clothes. I didn't have anywhere yeah. to sleep. You know, I I had to find somewhere. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I tend to think that, that homelessness kind of, I think one of the, the common things amongst homeless is hopelessness in, in yes. a lot of ways. So so if there's if I don't, have any hope that I, it can be better? Yeah. Then I then I don't have any drive to achieve better, you That's know, true. or anything. I have I have nothing to do it, and so I guess part of the reason that we wanted to have you guys here and talk is because you guys just fill my heart with hope. You guys, you guys are the ones that you know I, I look forward to, and I'm I'm just like you, sis. I I get up every day and I go out to my car and I'm like, Lord, thank you for this for this mm-hmm. vehicle that I have and thank you that I get to go work with my friends, you know, the people that are you know, are I look forward to seeing you guys. I look mm-hmm. forward to spending time with you, you know, and and, uh, and all my other coworkers. I look forward to seeing what God might have in store in your lives and and uh, to be able to just cut it up and have fun with you and everything. I mean, you guys, sure. are, you guys are genuinely my friends, and, and uh, I love working with you. Well, that's really, um, I think, what we were looking for in, in all of this. Um, maybe one last thought, you know, um, there's, there's people who, who donate to the Gospel Rescue Mission who support us. Um, and um, and people who uh, maybe are thinking about where they spend their holiday uh, or their year-end giving and stuff. Um, any anything you'd say to any of those guys, just to you know, uh, encourage them maybe maybe to consider sharing their funds with us or whatever. Or I mean, their time to volunteer at the Rock. Yes, we could always you took use the words volunteers. right out of my mouth. <laughs> we could always use volunteers at the Rock. Amen okay. to that. And Always. So Rock Food Pantries in Grants Pass. It's uh, it's right. It's kind of adjacent to the Gospel Rescue Mission. It's a separate uh, organization, but it's a great. Uh, it's the largest food pantry in Josephine County. It's at uh, five sixty four Southwest Foundry Street. We do we we give away um, food. We do, do food distribution on Thursdays from one to five. On Saturdays from nine to noon, uh, there's always something to do around yes. there as far as uh, bag filling, as far as uh, just work and in organizing. We've got the best group of volunteers on the planet. If you want to have fun, it's a great place to do it, and we can use your help volunteering at the Gospel Rescue Mission as well. A little more challenging because we we do you know so many different things at the mission, whereas uh, the Rockets just pretty straightforward. Sure, grab a bag. Stick it in somebody's car. Tell them have a oh, nice no, day. Oh no, not just grab a bag. It's yeah. a lot more than just. It's a lot more than that. <laughs> Some people are picky, right. but right. we appreciate all our volunteers, and we like to say thank you to them. Yeah. To for the mission yep. and for everybody that's donated and giving yeah. to Hope House, Faith House. I know when I was at 
Christmas time at Faith House the first year. Yeah. It was it was like, oh, I'm here and but it was nice. We had a nice Christmas from all the people that donated to us. Yeah. And I really appreciate that. And I want to thank them for that. That's right. And when we were at the mission, had a Christmas at the mission, it was I was COVID then. Oh yeah. I had COVID that's right. then. That's right. It was the first 2019. Christmas. It was the first Christmas without my mom. Oh, she had man. just passed. Oh, my and I was God. quarantined, and yeah. it was miserable. But the people <laughs> that donated, we had one girl, Brittany, that was coming around giving the gifts to everybody that got donated. And yeah. So it was a blessing in itself that we were remembered at that time. Yeah. So thank you to the volunteers and people that donate. You guys are a blessing to ev- to the mission girls yeah. and the yeah. mission men. And I'm very grateful for my volunteers. Um, they make my job look easy yeah um it's not a simple job um and uh i just give a shout out to all my volunteers who do come in um and donate their time to help me with that business um it's greatly appreciated yeah you know i mean that's the thing when you give when you give and you share to the to the gospel rescue mission you know what i'm what i'm hoping people get is when their heart breaks for what for what they see at the parks and what they see, you know, under the freeway exits and what they see, you know, where where they're just seeing people filled with despair when they're sharing with with a gospel rescue mission what they're giving is hope and what they're giving is is mm-hmm. bringing hope to people who were once those guys, those girls out there in the tents, in the in the you know, sleeping in their car, doing these different things, you know, struggling, and, you know, and, and thinking that there's that it's hopeless, and they're helping provide that hope, and it's not just an empty hope. I mean, here you guys are with mm-hmm. you know having graduated from our program, gained everything, turning around and contributing back to the community that blessed you and. Um, and that's an awesome thing. So thanks for taking the time to come in. Of course. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And uh, we will, um, and we'll just end it with that. That's a, uh, a wrap for another uh, Mission Live and a, uh, our, our second attempt at this, <laughs> at this video interview. And uh, I want to thank you guys for joining me again. Thank you for taking the time. Absolutely. God bless you. Uh, you can find us at grantspassmission.org. You can um, support us that way. Please keep James and Jennifer in your prayers and continue to uh, you know, send people our way as you see people who are struggling. Uh, we want to be a beacon of hope in a world that's not offering a lot of that sometimes. So uh, Merry Christmas. God bless you. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>